This is how we play. This is what we do. The Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 930 with Danny and Gallant. Let's capture exactly how this happened and just keep on recreating it one week at a time. Presented by Banner Bank on 710 ESPN Seattle. It is the Pete Carroll Show, and we are joined by the coach. And, Pete, that, that was a tough one and a pretty uncharacteristic game from what we've seen from your offense so far this season. Yeah, we uh, we didn't we didn't handle this game like we had anticipated, of course, and, and uh, they were able to to kind of stick with their plan, and we didn't we couldn't bust them out of it, you know, and we kept trying and working it and, and attacking it uh, without you know much success, and and we kept feeling like it was going to happen, you know, because we felt like we we could see what was going on, what we were going to need to do, and we just didn't make make it happen, and so it winds up being a real dead game for us on offense, and and. Uh, you know, we were playing so well on the other side of the ball that we felt like you know it was gonna we we're gonna get our drive and we we're gonna get our, our couple scores and and we put this thing out of reach and we just never it just never you know happened for us. So it was a very difficult game. It felt it felt crappy and and uh, uh, that particularly you know we have our chance to win at the end and all that and you know that's in this situation it shouldn't have come to that and, and so uh, disappointing game for us. What was Russ's biggest issue yesterday? Uh, they kept really the way they played us. You know, they they just get laid off and and, uh, and and stayed back, and they they played their zones, and and we we just felt like we were going to get our shots at it, and we just you know he was reading it out and had to keep putting the ball underneath, and he was waiting on it some, and we got we got hit waiting for the opportunities, and so uh, we just didn't mix it right. Let me say this: we're going if we're so fortunate to uh, to be a playoff team, and we're you know we're going to win this division all the way through this fourth quarter here. Um, and we're in the playoffs. These guys are going to be a playoff team too. They look good. They're going to, they're going to make it, I would think. And so there's some stuff I'm not going to tell you in, in answering your questions because I, I just I can't do that. That won't that that's only that's serving the media concern, but it's not serving really the, the purpose. So I've got to lay low on some of the stuff. So sorry, Coach. How tough is it on the offensive line to kind of get some continuity when you know guys are in, guys are out? It is a challenge. It's it's a, you know it's a really well understood challenge, you know, because it's a position that takes so much coordination and so much communication, and uh, the intricacies of the, you know, the subtleties of the communication, like on stunts and calling things out and hearing the guy as the guy alerts it as it's happening, you know, uh, you know, you pick things up and that continuity it can't be at its best when you're when you're shuffling guys. Uh, it was unfortunate, you know, that we you know that it got all the way to. You know, where Jamarco couldn't even stay in the game on this one. You know, we were third, fourth, and you know, we had we had to get down to, to Chad. And Chad's been busting his tail, but he had a hard time out there and, and trying to survive it. And and uh, you know, it's just the way it was. That's just, everybody's got to face that sometimes. Yeah, it is, and it's kind of the second time that you guys have had to go into emergency <clears throat> situations. I think of the game Damian Lewis started at center, and he played pretty well, all things considered. And this game, you're down to essentially the the fourth guy on, on at right tackle because the starter was was out in Brandon Shell. Then then Cedric Oboy he ends up getting hurt in a walkthrough, and then Jamarco can't make it through the game. Right, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Uh, we have to you know do the best we can, and and, and we've got to keep the the emphasis away from that that player who's just you know jumping in uh, by trying to stay away from him, help him in protection, and run the ball certain ways and all that kind of stuff. But uh, um, you know, all in all, Chad went out there and battled his tail off and, and, and tried to do the best he could. 
One of the things, and you mentioned this last night, was the sacks. And not just the fact that they happen, but the, the volume of yardage. <clears throat> I've always thought it must be a challenge to balance some of Russ's creativity and ability to create and sort of pull a play out of the fire with that, that fact of if he's not able to do that, that those can really be kind of drive-killing plays. What, what, what are some of the messages that you, you take out of that game or send to your quarterback after, after the way those sacks played out yesterday? Yeah, the, the first off, the facts are that when you, when you take a monster sack and it's an 18-yard loss or some 15 to, you know, those, those situations are, are a, a devastating play to that opportunity. And so the, those are killers. And, and, uh, but, you know, forever with, with Russ, we've known that, you know, Russ will make things happen sometimes when you least expect it. And he has to take those chances to do that. And uh, you hope that those chances don't wind up being in the big negatives. And when they do in a game, it, can, it really offsets those, those rhythms of those drive opportunities. And so, uh, but that's, that's part of it. And we, we've, been, we've been living with that, the ups and the downs of that for a long time. And Russ is way ahead on the, on the positives in, in, in creating. And it's his mentality. You know, he, he he thinks he can get it done, and he's going for it to, to get it done. And we, we, you know, we should champion that because he's great at it. But sometimes it gets you, and, and when it does, you know, it's it's pretty obvious. I was surprised that you guys didn't go for the field goal at the Giants thirty-seven. Given Jason Myers has been perfect on the year, and he's hit a sixty-one yarder. What went into that decision to punt the ball? Every sixty-one yarder isn't the same, Paul. You know, I mean, this was the the way uh, we had assessed it in pregame that we were out of the range. You know, to go for it. If it's a end of the half or end of the game shot, you take it. You know, but in the middle of it, um, it's the percentages aren't with us. And so, um, and also the way we were playing, and it was in the consideration. Uh, and the fact that you know Mike can punt him, put him, you know, on the eight-yard line like he did, or whatever it was, um, that's that's all part of it. I've never minded doing that, you know. But it was a 55-yarder with some unpredictability about about the way the wind was going and in, in that direction. So that's why. Coach Russ threw the ball, Russ threw the ball 47 times going into this game. Did you feel like you were going to be able to really attack this giant secondary? We felt we felt comfortable with it, but we. we uh, that's that's not the way I w- wish it would have come out. You know, we didn't run, run the ball as much as we would like to, and uh, we were we were confident in how they were playing, and we kept thinking we were going to make it. It was a little bit uh, stubbornness on our part to stay with it. We thought we were going to keep we we're going to gash them here and there, you know, and we weren't able to get those plays to come to life. And so that, that's that's as I look back at it, I wish we we would have avoided that. Pete, you mentioned kind of some of the, the, the game planning and the reasons that you can't be completely forthright. I, I also wonder when you look to, to get an offense kind of restarted, do you go back to how you guys were playing at the beginning of the season? What are the, what are the kind of tools you use to try and get, get your offense firing again like it was early in the year? Uh, we have to keep moving. We have to keep adapting, you know. And and there was a time early in the year it was it was as it was, and uh, it's it's a little it's different now, you know. They're seeing us differently, and and we've been so explosive and had so many big plays and so much notoriety about all that that you know certain teams they you know they they want to see if they can avoid that from happening and we have to find our ways to uh, you know to continue to explode we've always been a very explosive team i think we had seven yesterday and we you know we're used to being in the 10 or 11s you know uh, for explosive plays so uh there's everything goes into account you know danny we we look we, we know where we came from but we have to remember that it just doesn't stay the same and so uh um, and because we wish it was that way, you know, we have to make sure that we adapt properly and we have to do a good job of doing that. You mentioned in your post-game press conference that you went into the game hoping to mix the running game between Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson. And you said Carson 
is making it to the game, but he's sore, so you're, you're trying not to overload him. H- how close do you think you are to being able to use him in the way that you guys are accustomed to? Yeah, the, both both guys uh, you know, made it through practice during the week. No, neither one of the guys were able to go all the plays all the time in, in, during the week, and, and uh, uh, Carlos was sore going in you know, right up to game time, and so we had to, you know, we had to adjust a little bit there. That that's not the way we had hoped it would be by game time, and so, uh, um, but. You know, I, I need to see how Chris is now. You know, he's just he's, the soreness in his foot isn't gone, but he's playing with it. The soreness in in uh, um, in Carlos's toe isn't isn't gone either. You know, it's, both those guys got issues, but they're making it to the game. So um, I, it depends on how they are. I, I, I'm hoping that they're just that much you know further along uh, this week and as we finish this this the the fourth quarter of the season that where our guys are ready to go. But I can't tell you that right now. I don't know. Second week in a row, Diggs comes up with a pick. Um, your defense holds the Giants to 17 points. Do you like where your defense is? Yeah, we we played really well. We had we had about six plays stint in there in the middle of the third quarter. The the big play kind of threw us out of whack. I hate to say it, but you know it, we we made a mistake on the play and a couple different aspects of it. And the play breaks. We we run them down, and the next play breaks too, and we miss a tackle there. And then the next play goes in the end zone. You know, so three plays later they they run the ball in the end zone, and we haven't made the plays that we had been making all the way up till then and once we got to the fourth quarter the next drive too we you know, start at the 48 and uh they break two two runs again two different runs and uh they're down there you know and they, they throw a little dink pass and they, in, in the end zone get a touchdown so we had a span of about eight plays in there where we just wasn't like any of the rest of the game the rest of the game was really really well done and uh we just got and i i, I guess the easy way to to give you you know a a reason why was the, the play breaks and we didn't respond really well, you know, and, and they, they pounded in. They did a nice job. They were having trouble moving the football. They went to the running game and it came through for them. Then we come right back in the fourth quarter and we stop them. We didn't have the same, same plays we stop, you know. So um, it was just, a, you know, a, a span of time that, that we didn't control. And it was in that game was so close, four or five plays like that gave them enough points to, to win a football game. And it shouldn't have been like that. We shouldn't have been in that game like that. One of the things that jumped out to me, Pete, and this isn't my attempt to try to find a bright side of it, but after the after the turnover, after the interception, the defense goes back out on the field, and they were in a bit of a tough spot, kind of right there at about midfield. Yeah, yeah. And you saw an incredible amount of energy they played with. And yeah. and I remember seeing Jamal Adams. And Jamal said after the game that, that he told us early on that it was going to take a little bit of time for him to understand what his role was and what, what, what things were like for him here. And he feels he's coming into his own. What are you seeing from your safety? Uh, he played a terrific game. Gosh, he, he was all over the place. Uh, he had a lot of key stops in open field situations. He had a, a great pressure, ran over a back and, and got a sack, and had another pressure as well, and another couple other opportunities where he forced the, forced the action. He's playing really, really well. And, uh, again, he's, he's, he's probably 85%, you know, and, and he'll, he'll be a little bit better as his shoulder just, you know, tightens up. But, uh, Gosh, he's a, he's a real weapon for us, and we're using him in a variety of ways, you know, in all different kinds of situations. And he's able to come through. Uh, you know, he is a real risk taker, and you know, I love that about him. There's going to be some times when you know uh, that it's it, it could get him, and uh, but basically, he is a real big part of the defense right now. His one of the other safeties on your team, Ryan Neal, suffered what seems to be a pretty serious injury, but he was able to block that punt. And unfortunately, the ball rolls out the back of the end zone. Is that one of those situational freak occurrences where 
when the ball rolls out. Do you guys coach as to what you're supposed to do at the at, at, in the end zone when the ball's rolling around there after a block punt? Yeah, matter of fact, you know, we we have stuff uh, drills that we do during the week about keeping the ball in bounds. You know, when when it is going out of bounds, and that's one of those situations right there. You know, we should have had it on the first. You know, you'd like to think you'd pounce on it and you get it right there. Um, but then when the ball is going out of bounds, we know the situation when we're supposed to bring it back in. That doesn't mean that a guy in his first chance ever getting that opportunity is going to make the right choice. You know, That's a pretty headsy play for guys to make. Um, but we do drill it, yeah. How is Ryan doing? Coach, how's... Go ahead. How is Ryan, Ryan doing, by the way? Um, you know, I, I, he didn't show much in the MRI, so he's got a chance to be okay. I, I don't know. It depends on, on how he responds during the week, but um, he's dealing with a hip pointer. Coach, I believe I saw Colby Parkinson in there for a few plays. How'd the rookie do? Yeah, he's doing he's doing fine. Uh, last week too, you know, he had a couple plays. Where, uh, the blocking plays are really the area that we want to see him. We've never seen him in pads in live situations, you know, the whole year until last week, and uh, he did handle himself okay. And so, uh, he, he is part of the rotation. Uh, matter of fact, the other side of that is, uh, you know, Greg Olson is getting around terrifically. He's really coming back fast from his foot injury. Um, seeing him yesterday, just uh, I guess Friday or Saturday it was. Um, so. But in the meantime, Colby's going to get you know get get the opportunities to do some good stuff. We know he can catch the football and run, he runs his routes really well. He's a big target, so I'm hoping that he'll get some action here as we go down the stretch. I guess we'll round out some other personnel questions here. Is, is there a shot that Rashad Penny practices this week? He is going to practice. Yeah, he's going to practice on Wednesday. He'll be out there for the first time, which we're really excited about for him. And uh, I, I don't know how these next couple of weeks will go for him. It'll all depend on how he handles the workload and and how he feels and all that. Um, he, 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 there's no more he can do in rehab, and and uh, so uh, we'll find out, you know, what that looks like. And it's real exciting for him for sure, and for all of us to get him back out. And then. I- when I ask about right tackle, I guess I'm asking about three different guys, uh, Brandon Shell, Obwehi, and Jamarco Jones. Any any thoughts on their availability? Yeah, Brandon Shell should be getting real close. Um, you know, he was he he's steadily improving and uh, not well enough to he wasn't well enough to play, but he has a good chance to practice some this week. It'll probably take us all the way to the end of the week to know. I know he you know he's playing against the Jets. He really wants to get in this game, so he'll do everything he can. The offense has been unable to make those big plays down the field happen over the the last couple of weeks, and specifically the Rams and the Giants have done a really good job of, of, of limiting those. How do you guys get back to doing what you guys were doing early on in the year? Well, it's it's not necessarily the same, you know, uh the way we have to adapt to the way teams are playing us, and not everybody plays us the same regardless, but uh you, we have to be able to adapt. It was different earlier in the year than it is now. Coach, do you feel like Russ is kind of locked in on DK a couple times and, and held onto the ball a bit, which pretty much caused a couple of those sacks? I, I'm not surprised that that happens. I mean, he's DK's, you know, has been making things happen, and and uh, there's times he locks in on Tyler too. You know, it depends on what the concept is, um, but he's he's counting on him to win. You know, and so. Um, that will happen once in a while. That's that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, that's how they those guys make their plays, but not at the you know not jeopardizing you know the chance of getting sacked. We got to get the ball out before that happens. But he's gonna the the concept and the way we approach the game. There'll be plays that you know is going to happen in a particular manner, and so you you're waiting for it to break. And and uh, so you, that, I we see that once in a while. You've coached Russ now, so this is season number nine, and and not to say that this this result was was on him or, but you've. 
how does he usually, what have you learned about the way he bounces back after the team plays a game like the one we just saw? Uh, he, he, he is really on it. And uh, he's, you know, we were talking late last night, you know, we're talking about how to, you know, make sense of what, what took place and all of that. Uh, he is competing as, as much as anybody can compete. And uh, that, that brings him always to his best, and that's that's how he has made himself the player that he is, and uh, he'll he'll do a great job in, in responding. Is he the kind of guy that'll beat himself up? Russ is a very very consistent personality to us in the media. When when you when you deal with you coach him at a, at a different level, what what kind of how does he personally kind of talk about and and digest a <clears throat> loss like that? Well, I'm going to keep that inside if you don't mind but um i would say to you that uh he is not a guy that that goes down to the depths you know and just oh i'm you know woe is me <clears throat> that's not how he handles things you know he's always looking for how he can make it right and what could could have happened and how we could have adjusted here and there uh he's always forward thinking in his in the way he handles stuff what do you make of the job that Joe Judge has done with the Giants they were extremely prepared and win a game with Colt McCoy under center they 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 they're looking like a really good club, and and I, I love the the format that he's you know he's presented. You know he's a special teams background guy. Uh, not that the teams thing is, is is perfect yet, but they're they're very solid in, in their thinking. They have a real good defensive mentality. Um, they're they're playing to the Giants of old. You know, kind of you know, you know the Giants have always been this style kind of a team, and and I think he's playing right to that. I think it's a good choice for them in that regard. And uh, the fact that they're committed to running the football, it worked out for them. You know, they they ran the ball well against a, a team that plays the run really well, and uh, they by sticking to it. You know, had, had we got ahead in that game, it wouldn't have turned it wouldn't have turned like that. You know, and so it was unfortunate. But they did take advantage of it, and, and uh, I, I think they have, like I said, I think they have a really good chance to be the best team in that division, um, as we've almost seen all of them, and, and uh, they're going to be hard to beat. Stats-wise, Jordan Brooks had his best game of his career so far. Um, what do you seen out of him? Boy, he had a couple of terrific plays in the game. He had good steady plays, you know, like he's you know, filling his, his role in the position in the defense, but then he had a couple other plays where he just ripped through blockers and made tackles and you know, with really great physicality, man. And he's he's just he's gonna be a really, really good player. And he's already playing well and he'll just get better. He's not having any trouble with uh the situations and the calls and he, he he's handling things very well. It's just a matter of time before he you know, he'll be able to bank on, on a reservoir of background and experience and stuff and he's gonna be a terrific player. No one likes to learn lessons the hard way, not in the NFL. <clears throat> Heard that. What what are the less what are the lessons you hope your team takes away from this game? Well, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff here in this game. Um, we did not take these guys lightly. If you, if you think that that's a lesson, that didn't happen. We were playing tough and physical in this game, and went after it with. We respected them. Um, we we just need to function better and adapt better as the game went on. We didn't we didn't adjust as much as I would have liked. Uh, we kept thinking we were going to be able to get it done the way we we're doing it, <clears throat> which is a good resolve and that's that's a that's a good mentality to a certain extent, but not when it costs you a chance to, you know, to make the you know the things happen that we have to. We, we needed to 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 change the rhythm of it and it stayed the same throughout hoping that it was going to turn and and uh it's it still turned into our game to win and and you know it's uh just how it goes as as ugly as it felt um, but uh we didn't need to be in that situation you mentioned that span of plays on offense for the giants with the 60 yard gallman run and ending with the alfred morris touchdown pass where it looked like there was a little bit of miscommunication and you said 
earlier with us that you guys just didn't handle that series well. <coughs> How do you guys, I guess, adapt to that big play happening and, and refocus, recenter after yeah. those big plays? Well, it, it goes back to the, the reason the play happened is because we we didn't play a technique exactly right and we didn't count on what we needed to do and the ball got around us and and then we misplayed a fit on you know coming up to make the tackle for about a four or five yard play so you just you, you error you make a mistake sometimes guys miss judgment it's not a mentality thing it's none of that kind of stuff but then that was what happened after that is what you know right what what i didn't like and we we still fit the play up the very next play we fit it up exactly right we miss the tackle and the ball breaks and it's down in the side around the five or six yard line or something like that so that it happened that fast it's not like there's not something in a general sense in coaching football that you can change that we have to continue to do things right uh, throughout and then respond and come right back the very next play too and uh, that just it I can't say anything but it looked like the first play you know affected the next couple plays we can't let that happen and that's that's about being really clear in your resolve and not responding over responding over reacting to things that just took place and go back to the basics and, and count on that and uh, you know in the, the touchdown pass you know we this man to man and, and and just missed we missed the coverage it wasn't a, an adjustment we didn't make it was the guy had to see the coverage and, and go you know go cover his guy and that and when that happens you know you if it's, it looks pretty easy <laughs> this is what it looked like it looked pretty easy coach people are are under the impression that you guys have so much time at halftime just to <clears throat> to change a game plan and how much time do you really have to talk to your players at halftime? And what was your message being up five zero? Yeah, th- there's 12 minutes from the time the the, the horn blows, you know, and and uh, before you're kicking it off, you know, basically. So there's that's 12 minutes. Is that's a lot happens in those 12 minutes. <clears throat> the coaches come from the box. We run from the field. We get set up. It, guys, you know, get cleaned up in the locker room. Uh, coach, while the coaches meet right right as we first get there, uh, there's a little time with the players are on their own. And then once we get together, assess what happened quickly, we have a format for doing that. Uh, we then make the steps to make the adjustments we're going to make. Then we have to go run into the locker room, get in front of the, the boards and, and show the guys what, what took place and what we're fixing. And, and, uh, and then in that also give them the direction moving forward at five to nothing in that game. My, my final message to them was that the score had no, it had no significance of what was going to happen next. We needed to go out and function really well and play really hard and do things right and outlast these guys. And that was, uh, knowing that we would find a way to, to win the football game. And so that was it. I, just, I didn't want to have them disappointed that it was 5 to nothing. I didn't want to have them fe- feeling like, you know, overconfident that we got these guys because it was only 5 to nothing. Uh, I wanted them to go right back to the basics and the fundamentals and see if we could, you know, out-execute them in the second half. And uh, that, that was, so that was the message. So, and, and now you know the result. Now you know how well that went across. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you mentioned that and, and that message because the last time you guys were ahead 5-0 at halftime, it was it was week two in 2013, and it was a game against the 49ers. And it was a game that there was a lightning delay and all these other things. Oh, but you yeah. guys were up 5-0 in that, that right? game, and it ended up being 29-3. So it, it kind of speaks to what you say of that an, a first half doesn't dictate what the second half is going to end up looking right. like. Right. And that was a game where a couple things broke your guys' way, and it kind of broke open for you against the Niners. You know, that game in particular was a really – that was a really fascinating coaching challenge and that – that was the delay game, and, and we had a, a decision to make, you know, how we were going to handle it. And uh, I, as I recall, it, you know, 
got the guys to change their jerseys and stuff like to change their you know their underclo- underwear stuff so that they could feel fresh going out again. Uh, we went out and, and stretched all over again and did a pregame warm up all over again and and uh, and it gave us an order and a system to it that we now do. Is that's just typically how we do it. And uh, if we get in that situation, and the other team was wasn't doing that, they were standing around and and you could there was a difference and and we came out prepared, ready to go, and I think we got an edge right there and it felt like that anyway and so. So we've adopted that as the way we do it, and if we get you know delay games at halftime. But uh, yeah, so there's there's you know halftimes can be <laughs> they can really change the fortunes and 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 uh, they might be overrated. It really to tell you the truth, uh, the impact of doing that. But um, there has been times when it does it does affect the games. It seems like, and but there's a lot of times when it just kind of seems like it's a lot the same. So we try to get an edge whenever we can. We've been talking about third downs a lot this season. At first, this year, we were talking about it on the defensive side of things. They've gotten better on that front, but weirdly, even though the offense has had all this success, third downs have been hard for the offense. And right. yesterday, one of those cases where Russ has taken the big sacks, there's a couple of penalties as well. I think you guys had a second and 30 at one point. But why have they been such an issue for you guys this season? Yeah, we we have not found the consistency. We've had a lot of, uh, we have had a lot of the long yardage situations. It's kind of feast or famine a little bit. We've been really good on first and second down, uh, chunking people and, and and so um, it hasn't factored into the games and the scoring and all that as much as it as it normally can as as it really comes to life in a close game. And uh, it really gets down to just winning, you know, winning in the situations. That's winning on your pass protection. It's winning on your route. It's winning on the throw. It's winning decisions with the calls that we make that fit the situation and suit the plan. You know, there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, I, I think it's really been, a, it, to me, it's been um, a surprise that we haven't been better. Because of the experience that we have in so many different areas, that we, it just seems like we should be functioning way better there. We're functioning in a lot of other areas really well, and that has not been one of them. Coach, how's Russ feeling physically? He took a, a hit early in the game. Looked like it was it was pretty painful. How's his body feeling? He's he's okay. It's a pretty typically, um, you know, you get banged around a little bit, but he just continues to be just such a stud about it. Um, he's okay. He is the coach. We always appreciate his time. Pete, kind of the last question for you. Um, not to dig in too much personally, but what, what will your message be to the team? What can you tell us about what you'll tell the team today as you guys kind of put and get to the truth of what happened yesterday? Yeah, well, I'm going, you know, I'll, I'll hit it, you know, um, and be really upfront with them when it's, that's what the truth, you know, is all about. And, uh, but, the the real truth for us is that it's fourth quarter time and we have to get moving and we can't we can't dwell on on this one way or the other and uh we got to go you know get back back to business it's a great opportunity for us right now um we're going to be we're going to be healthier than we've been really you know facing a quarter and so the fourth quarter needs to be a time when we really shine and so uh it's all all out there for us and so that that'll that'll be it and to me that's the truth you know and and that's how we handle it uh this week is all we have and so we're going to go see if we can put together a great plan and get rolling eight and four seahawks team with everything still in front of it coach we appreciate your time and best of luck this week we'll be hollering for you from Thanks, the front guys. rooms and, and front and, and front yards wherever we can there you go that All is, right. appreciate that, it see you